Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wonderful world of Nintendo. I'm James Matamontamagno. And I am Michael the Washer Rivet. Because <laughs> you're washing, dishwashing uh, things? No, I my washing machine died this week. Oh, no. And uh, it, was, it was about getting it out of the, the little washing room that I have, the utility room, and getting a new one in there. And the ordeal that that became, I, I think, so our listeners don't know, you you know, but our listeners don't know that I, I remodeled my own house. I bought it, gutted it and remodeled the house. When I had put the washing machine in there, washer and dryer, I mean, it 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 is like it's built for that and it just kind of fits in. And, uh, and my thinking was, oh, this would be a real pain in the butt to get out, but I'll be moved by then. I, it won't be a problem by the time this dies. <laughs> uh it died so so i had to figure out how to get at hit how to get it back out of there It was like kind of playing tetris you know you're like moving this and you take a door off and do that but ultimately it was pretty smooth it just was like a little bit of a hassle but everything's up and running everything's going smooth again but it was just one of those extra things that happens during the week we're just like i do not have time for this right now yeah i'll say that that uh that any of those big things like a dishwasher, washing machine, stove, I am fearful that when I move into a place or I buy a place that if any of those dies, I'm like, I don't even know. How did I, how did I even get it in here? I don't even know. And like all those things can leak and there's water and like there's people below me. Like it's a very, very stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it, it, it went very smooth. There was no leaking, you know, nothing like that, you know? And, um, I did, it was funny cause I actually had a situation where my dishwasher did die and I ended up getting a new one of those as well. And it was just kind of like little by little, you figure it all out. And, and after it does happen, you know, you're good, you know, for quite a while. I mean, hopefully, but, uh, I, it went smooth enough. No, no, no other furniture, no other parts of the house were harmed in the moving of, the equipment that's a positive story i like it the good outcome <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely good outcome well you know what else uh has been happening a little remodeling mm-hmm. um, nintendo's been actively remodeling the eShop. i know i did see this <laughs> you see this? they there's brand new search filters i don't know why this was really a new story but to be honest with you it's kind of cool i went through uh, and they've added some new things. So when you go into search, there used to be some random check boxes and things to find games with demos and things. But now there are filters. So genre, price range, games with demos, uh, D, uh, DLC. There's an advanced search kind of like they always had, uh, too. There's even like supports online play, download only, on sale. So you can have some advanced filters, which is nice. But what's nice is if you go into genre, you have action, uh, arcade, adventure, fighting, puzzle. All, you can just see like, oh, I'm really interested right now in a sports game and go in there and see it. Uh, but what's intriguing is that I'm definitely seeing things in multiple categories, uh, such as Into the Breach is a board game for some reason, but it's also like in a different category. Um, and I'm not sure how they're putting them in here. My assumption is, is that what we're seeing is the top sellers in each of the categories, which is intriguing because you, it has to be, it can't be a new release because Arcade, for instance, is Brawlhalla, which we know doesn't show up on the best sellers list, but then Bouncy Bob, which we know is 97% off, so is a top seller. So this is 
intriguing to go through and just see, oh, this game came out recently, but it may be a top in the category, but maybe not necessarily in uh, the top 30. So for instance, in simulation, there's coloring book, right? Which came out as a free download last week, but we don't see it in the charts, but apparently there's tons of people coloring on their on their switch so that's interesting <laughs> i guess i don't know yeah, i mean maybe. i'll never use this but i don't know yeah i i was curious as to how they are figuring that out as well at first i was like maybe it's alphabetical and then not so much and then um i i, I think it may be just maybe it's new releases or um like the newest stuff is popping up or it's best per I, it really doesn't make any sense how they have it figured out i think any new uh, system for the eShop and trying to find games is going to be good. I know that was a huge problem for people, them trying to figure out how the heck can I find a game or something I'm interested in. So I think having this more visual, you know, big uh, icons and things like that of the games is going to help people. I, I'm just not sure how it's laid out. I, I wasn't really sure what made them pick the games that they sort of feature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, I believe it's bestseller because the games that we'll talk about in the bestseller seems to be bubbling up. But we mm -hmm. are also seeing the free games in there. So you see Brawlhalla and Fortnite and Paladins bubble up to the top. Mm -hmm. And the categories are very strange. Like uh, I think Paladins or something like that is in communication, which I don't even know. That does, that, why is that even a category? I don't get it. But <laughs> communication. So I'm always looking go. for a good communication game. Oh, I love communication. I love communicating with you, Michael. <laughs> so here's some interesting news coming up for Nintendo. It's a little bit, uh, it's not so fun, but I think people will be interested in it. And the news is that Nintendo has won a $12 million uh, lawsuit that it's had going on with a ROM emulator. Now, if anybody has heard the story earlier in July, earlier this year in July, Nintendo filed this lawsuit with, a husband and wife couple that runs two ROM emulator websites. They have loveretro.co and loveroms.com. Well, apparently Nintendo won it. They said the owners have have said, you know what, we're guilty of this. We we did do this. It kind of um I think the term was it had irreparable injury for Nintendo, which I think is kind of silly that i mean nintendo's doing okay i don't think that these two rom websites were, were killing nintendo but okay so if anybody had visited the site i think part of what went into this uh decision was that the sites actually used a lot of nintendo's trademarked artwork and things like that right they're showing it on the site they're showing almost as if they were a part of nintendo and i think that's where they really started getting into trouble i mean don't get me wrong having having roms and, and you know handing these things out it's it's obviously it's always been against the law it's like downloading movies or anything like that it's it's obviously against the law but i think that this 12 million dollar settlement is really to send a message mm-hmm and it's Nintendo trying to say to anybody out there that is trying to do this or wants to have a site that's doing the same thing that these sites were doing, that we will come after you. You know, we're going to go for the the, the biggest penalty we can. And I don't think that that's what their final payment is. I, I don't think that this husband wife team made twelve million dollars or more from you know from what 
they did with the with the ROMs that they had on their website. But I think that Nintendo just wanted to put out a message. Um, they do have to hand over the website that was part of it, both of the websites and any sort of the copyright, any anything that's in their possession, the website domains, the any of the emulators and any of the stuff has to be handed over. They're no longer allowed to have any of that. So it's kind of interesting. I, I, I can see. In my opinion, I don't have any. This is Nintendo's right to go after anybody that's handing out this stuff. Right. What I do see a problem with or what I think many people will have a problem with is Nintendo doesn't necessarily have a means of of giving consumers what they want when it comes to these older games. You know, we're seeing them trickle out on Switch now, but there's no more there's no more um there's no resource. There's nowhere unless you have an old Nintendo, you have any of the older systems, can you still play these things. And I think that's where the conflict is. You know, people are trying to play things that they know and they love and they miss. And Nintendo's kind of saying, well, no, you can't do that. But they're also not supplying any way of doing it themselves. And so I think that's where this back and forth is. I think consumers understand it and and don't really fault Nintendo for going after these people. But at the same time, I could see where people are saying, well, then give us what we want. Right. And don't and don't spend don't make us pay twenty dollars for mario brothers like the original don't make us buy these things again like provide a service i like you and i have discussed in the past we would both gladly pay you know a monthly fee to have the complete library and be able to access it and play what we want that nintendo has made their money off of this they will continue to make their money off of this through a service but make it available i think that you know that they are i think the online the switch nintendo online will be that you know where it'll be right we had the nes classic snes classic we're getting more of these things out there and we've had a long tailwind on it i mean when it comes to this it's it's very clear you can't break the law i mean this is this is things right and now i'm i'm sure there's many people including i've you know people have downloaded things i'm not just gonna call myself out of doing things i've definitely gone back and i don't pirate anything anymore at all and i've been against it for a long long time so it's like this and and i consider as a software developer myself is you know people are if i have really good software they may want to get around it and then take away you know and get that for free so just like that you are hurting somebody at some point but i mean you do make a good point where it's like we want to get and there's people that will want it more but I mean, you, I think you can say that about the Sony and, and Xbox and, and any of those things. I mean, and at the same time, it's it's hard because it's always um, a fine line of were these people going to pay for it anyways, even if you did go you know back and forth. So what is the the right mm-hmm. thing to do? But I mean, to me, it's still good. I um, am against any of the, the these things just in general. But that's me. I don't you know, modify or do any of those you know, ROMs or MAME councils or anything like that. But then there's a lot of people that do, so that might be a blow. But I don't know, that's me. But Michael, let's stop talking about lawsuits and things that we don't really, or not, or not a lawyer. But let's talk about something way more exciting. Things that I'm, I'm sort of shocked that we didn't kick off the show because to me, this is the biggest news in the last week. And I don't know why it wasn't number one, but uh, Nintendo and the Pokemon company put out a brand new movie trailer. 
No? Silence over yeah, there for no, Michael. they did. Okay, for, for Detective Pikachu, actually called Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which is a weird name for a movie, but this is the live-action Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu. It's based off of, loosely based off the game that came out for the 3DS uh, last year. Last year? I think last year or so, or earlier this year. Uh, and uh, I was just blown away. I cannot wait. I showed it to Heather and she was like, I can't wait to see this. I'm like, I'm so in. Uh, and I watched all these like deep dives and like all, so many of the Pokemons and there's Jigglypuff everywhere, which is my favorite Pokemon. And Jigglypuff looks amazing. Uh, this, this movie loosely follows, uh, I forgot what the name of this character is not Ash, but they're, they're moving around kind of, um, 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 I forget what region they're. I think the beginning region and the whole story premise is around this kid who's trying to, you know, figure out what happened to his dad and, uh, detective Pikachu comes along. And what's unique there is that this kid can actually understand Pikachu that, uh, as he speaks, Whereas everyone else in the Pokemon in the world that you can see, you only hear like the Pika Pika and things like that. So it's really interesting. And then Ryan Reynolds also is the voice of Pikachu, which is funny. Uh, some people mm-hmm. seem to be very against it, but I'm like, eh, that's fine. I like Ryan Reynolds. Which I, He's why, cute. I, I, th- like, I think that's a weird thing to be against. I thought he had a good voice for Pikachu. Like hearing him in the trailer, I'm, I thought he sounded great. I thought I was like, yeah, okay, that totally fits for me. Yeah. Um, now is this? I I didn't play Detective Pikachu. I know you have. I don't know if you actually booted up, but I'm curious if this is how that game works too, where just a person could hear him. Because I I liked the idea that this was a special thing, and not just one random Pikachu can talk, but the idea that only one random person can actually understand Pikachu talking. You know what yeah, I mean? I liked yeah. the way they framed this movie. I thought that was actually kind of interesting and it, it made it sort of different. And I don't know if that's how Detective Pikachu worked because I always thought it was so weird that, oh, okay, all of a sudden Pikachu, there's a, he, he can talk. That bothered me, but I like the way this movie's doing it. Yeah, I'm pr- I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that is is how the game was. I didn't I didn't I bought it, but I didn't play it. So that's oh, gotcha. No, I, I think this looks pretty interesting. I love the style. I'm definitely going to check it out. I love Pokemon. I think that's going to be really good. But I'm actually more excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I like the idea of it not being animated. I'm really excited to see like does this work itself into other movies now like could you imagine seeing some great battles and you know i just i want to see more or maybe they they even do some of the old games in this like telling the story Mm. live action i think that'd be amazing so i'm I'm excited at what this could be yeah yeah i think so i'm excited to see where it goes and i will be in line for sure to go see this day one are you gonna dress like Ash Ketchum. No, Jigglypuff. I'm just going to be a oh, big you're going to dress like Jigglypuff. Oh, nice. All right. And cool. everyone in the theater <laughs> will love me. Different, different direction. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I go to sit down and I squeeze in. Like, hi, guys. <laughs> Don't you? mind me. You're like spilling over into some of the other seats. Fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's a good idea. Well, it, it the news is out. Nintendo loves DLC. With games like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and Mario Tennis and Splatoon 2, Nintendo has been just cranking out DLC, whether it's paid or free or whatever. It's just wonderful. Um, so, you know, the, the question is, is this going to continue? Is Nintendo going to continue to put out downloadable content for people? And in a recent interview with Kotaku, 
Reggie, our good friend of the show, has actually said that it is a critical tactic for Nintendo that they that our developers understand that smart post-release content can drive ongoing engagement both with that particular game and with the platform. That's kind of like a a big duh, right? Like, of course it can. Like, that's the whole reason for it. Um, And then he goes on to say that things like Breath of the Wild, the additional, the paid for stuff has actually done exceptionally well. So where maybe some consumers are like, well, I'll I'll get it for free, but I'm not paying. Apparently the paid stuff does just as well. Now for me, I've never got any DLC. Like I, I don't, I just don't buy it. I, I don't know why. I feel like when I finish a game, I'm just not going to go back. Like there's too many games. There's too much great stuff for me to be playing and trying. Mm-hmm. I just don't go back. Like Mario Odyssey, like a new a new outfit for Mario. I, I'm not going to go back for that. <laughs> like I did the game, right? I want to play other stuff. Yeah, I think each of these games are intriguing. I know that the Breath of the Wild DLC I didn't buy because I didn't finish it yet, but I think I would buy it when it is ready and the splatoon 2 dlc i did buy i and it's phenomenal because it was a big dramatic change it was almost a whole new game in a way to me Mm. it felt like i'm buying this octo you know octopath stuff octo octo whatever it was octopath traveler no octo (laughs) it it put octopath traveler in splatoon 2 yeah that's what it did and it was great i mean it was it was really cool new fresh content same with the breath of the wild or yeah other dlc little things i'm I'm not too too much into uh but you know i mean this makes sense i mean nintendo's like oh we can make more content and people will give us more money like let's just do that so i mean yeah I don't think that they're overdoing it, to be honest with you. And if you look at the Smash content, that was the same DLC concept that they had before, you know, and I think that I will buy all of it anyways, because I why not? So but well, in my in my mind, like this, the Smash stuff that they've already announced happening, that that's a game where that makes perfect sense, because much like Fortnite does it right. It's not a very there's not a story that you're playing along in and then you finish the story and then you come back for like another chapter. Those to me are a little harder to get back into because it's kind of like, well, I don't know if it's adding anything to it it for me. Whereas a Smash or a Fortnite or something like that, it's a new skin. It's a new something that you're a new character that's getting added where maybe you're like, I've always played as Pikachu, but I really love that so-and-so's in it now. I think I'm going to pick that up. Mm-hmm. And I think that can totally change the game because that is the game. The game is you have characters that are now fighting each other. If they add a new character, that's a pretty important part, a pretty big impact because now that could change a huge dynamic. Maybe that fighting style is a counter to the way you play. So you need to know the the person to be able to beat them, you know, or, or maybe you want to become that person and play as them instead. Yep. I think it's an awesome way to, to extend that game. I think it's a, it's really super smart. And it, and it makes a lot of sense, you know, and the consumers will start to say if they're overdoing it or not. Yeah. 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 You, you pay with your dollars. Absolutely. Now, speaking of paying with your dollars, Nintendo share prices have had their largest drop in two years, which is not great. On Friday, Nintendo shares dropped by more than 10%. Um, this was the largest they've experienced since 2016, which doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. Uh, the shares fell as low as 31,350 yen, which is $278.20. And then at some point it leveled out and it kind of 
did it's you know did all right but apparently this drop was in large part to investors and their speculation that Nintendo's not going to hit that 20 million which we talked about a couple of weeks ago so that's contributing to the the shakeup and the fear but also um Nvidia had a huge share drop as well because they are not hitting their expectations and they make the chip that goes into the switch. So their shares drop 16%. You have already fears that, you know, the switch isn't going to hit their financial mark for the year. And that's just driving the price down. People are like freaking out. So I, I, I'm never, I'm super skeptical of this stuff to me, seeing the stock prices go up or down or fluctuate or having predictions or things like that don't really seem to be a realistic um, metric. A lot of the times it's, it's the numbers and it's the penny pinchers and things like that, that people are really interested, but for the consumer and for people like you and I um, it's the games, you know, and right Mm -hmm. now we're, we have a huge release that's currently you know, happening and is pushing units and pushing people to buy switches. And we have a giant one coming out in December. And it's just kind of like, I I have a hard time thinking that, you know, Nintendo's hurting. I can see that these things impact it, but Nintendo's doing okay. They're they're doing just fine. I read an inner, there's a bunch of interviews that Kotaku did with Reggie and they were asking about that and, and just the 20 million number and this and that. I think a lot of people are just kind of going a little bit too far on this number. I mean, to me, you know, even what Ridge said is that, hey, you know, we literally had the fastest growing console or selling console of all time, even more than the Wii. We're on this great path, like we we're going to sell them, uh, you know, and I think the bundle will do great this holiday that Blockbuster Games, like you're saying. And, you know, I was at GameStop, um, must have been Friday. Friday I was. Whenever Pokemon, let's go, uh, Pokemon, Pokemon, let's go came out. And, there was a line, there was a line of people. And I was like, you know, people are just lining up and ever I was there and 10 people, there was 10 people, like five people before me, five people after me. And I was in line because I was returning some games I bought online. They have a terrible system to return it, but it was just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I go, how's this thing selling? You know, it's interesting. He goes, he goes, every single sale match, everyone. He's like, he's like, it's a terrible time for fallout right now. He's like, all we're selling is Pokemon. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just, crazy. And that's awesome that there that there's people in line trying to get it. Um that's 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 good to hear. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. And I went to Best Buy too. I was returning some stuff there and I go, I you know, I saw a bunch of I saw tons of Pokemon just lined up for the pre-orders. I go, how it's selling? It's like it's selling really good. And, you know, I like to just inquire a little bit. And you know, I was I was in Target too. They're all in the same row where we go shopping. So it's not like I was just going around, but they're all very similar. And I was hitting up these stores. And I'll tell you, like that target section looks great. Like, let's go. Like, was was there, and and uh, it was really busy. And I mean, I just think that their display is just like killer, and and everything is there. So I'll be interested after Black Friday to see like what it looks like this fall, or just how things are moving. But I don't know. I, I think it's going to be fine. And to be honest, this, I think this had more impact because of Nvidia, which. Yeah, I guess their fear is if for some reason Nvidia falters that they can't make the X1 chip. But I mean, it's pretty it's pretty easy too because as time goes on, the components that Nintendo uses to make the consoles and to make the controllers, those go down in price, uh, and they're just going to sell a crap ton of everything. I, I I I believe this will be one of the best holiday seasons for Nintendo yet. That's my prediction. So. I hope so. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think with Pokemon, it's going to see a huge, huge bump 
and with Smash. Yeah. I think they're going to do huge numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have, um, uh, we'll see how it goes, but we do have a few uh, bits and pieces of some game news from this week, and not only from uh, that Reggie interview, but from our favorite game studio besides Nintendo, Zen Studios. You know, they make Zen Pinball, Pinball FX3. You know, we got some Williams tables earlier this year, which was very exciting as uh, uh, Zen Studios re- uh, locked in the rights for Williams and Bally tables. Well, they are back. December 4th, they are going to be releasing three new uh, tables from the Bally and Williams collection. This is like pack two or whatever, but it's going to have three tables of which one I am very excited for. That that seems to be a theme here I'm seeing um, in this DLC, which is give one that everybody knows and then two more that maybe are not as familiar. But mm. uh, no free tables this time around, but you're going to have to buy them. $9.99, you're going to get... Um, Black Rose, which is a pirate-themed-based table, which actually looks very cool. And you're going to level up, and there's a compass, and um, goes all around, which is cool. Uh, Party Zone, which is a game that I had never heard of uh, in general, but also <laughs> looks interesting. I don't know. But the one that everyone knows, which is Attack from Mars, which is a classic, classic table. I literally just played this last week uh, out at Icebox which is a phenomenal, phenomenal pinball um, um, barcade, uh, which is not too far away from where I live, but relatively far away from where I live, uh, but totally worth going if you're in the Seattle area. There's a lot of cool barcades. But Attack from Mars is a classic uh, table that really high-scoring table, so you have to get like half a billion points or whatever to get a replay. Oh, boy. But it, but you, <laughs> everything is re- – you feel like you're getting a lot of points. So it's very – fun um like attack from mars i mean the movie nice. like attack from mars like it's literally yeah, in, zany, in that vein like. yeah zany so uh it'll be coming out yeah december 4th so go get that get that that's cool i'm excited for black rose when i saw it was pirates and stuff I, i'm i'm pumped for that love pirates yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that one for sure now with this one i know that they had an because you did you get the other package or just or just play the free oh, one? Oh, I bought it. Okay, bought so for it. me, I actually prefer the enhanced. So each one, if anybody hasn't played it, if you if you're not playing Pinball FX three, you should definitely be doing that. But the tables, especially these these tables, have like a classic version. So it's like you're playing the actual pinball game in an arcade somewhere. But I actually kind mm-hmm. of prefer the enhanced one. And it it has like some mm. special effects and has things going on a little bit to it. So like with the fishing one, you had like the guy's moving and he's doing whatever. And I I I mean, I, I've never I don't have any like nostalgia for the original tables. So I like I'm on a digital device, right? So I don't need to play like I'm playing this analog game on my switch. I want to play as if I'm playing something that's an analog game that's kind of ramped up a little bit enhanced if you will for for the switch and i really when i saw some of the things that are going to be happening with you know black rose and attack for mars I, i'm excited for it. i'm i think i may pick this one up i haven't bought too many other bundles i did like i bought portal table and a couple others but i might grab this one because i do want to play black rose yeah i'm into it i will say i i have my surface go like laptop that i have mostly for blogging and a few little things and I installed Zen uh, Pinball FX3 on there, and it doesn't really work well. It mostly oh. crashes because it's a very low power machine. But uh, I was a little jealous of all of the Star Wars mm. tables that they had, and we still don't have them, which is very upsetting. So yeah, I'm super bummed about that. And I actually may add those on my Xbox because I do have a 
I have it downloaded for my Xbox and I may mm. make that purchase too, because I'm like, I don't know if it's ever coming out on switch. I don't know what the deal is. So I may have to grab that one. Um, and then if anybody is interested in this, the, the pack comes out, it's 10 bucks. I think it's a steal. Yeah. Buy it. It's a steal. Get buy it. it. Now I know you and I, and so many other people are, you know, two years ago, E3, we saw the trailer, The I guess you can call it a trailer, but we saw the logo for Metroid Prime 4. And then that was mm-hmm. it. I remember. No, that was nothing it. Nothing else happened. <laughs> so it's, it's happening. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, Is it happening? I don't this. know. And then everybody was just so excited. I myself was so excited for this most recent E3 thing. I'm like, please, just just a tease, just like a, a taste of what we're going to get with this game. And we got nothing. We got three hours of Smash Brothers for E3. But... In a recent interview, Reggie, he's been he's been talking to everybody lately. I mean, he's just out there chatting <laughs> with Mashable this time. And they they asked him this, you know, what is going on with Metroid? You, have, you nobody's saying anything. And he got into a little bit of stuff saying, you know, all of this stuff is really well planned. We planned this to come out at this time. We planned Zelda to be a launch thing. We planned Mario Kart to kind of feed into the next thing and then the next thing. We we plan all this. Okay, great. We get that. And then he said that internally. We have expectations about when Metroid Prime 4 is going to be released. We haven't announced it, but yeah, the game is well into development. All right. So it is well, I I think E3, we will be seeing something this time. Um, And then he said something kind of interesting about how the company likes to keep, you know, the time that they announce it. Now, I don't know if that's like when they say, like show a trailer, because in my mind, they already announced it, right? Like we already know, but he's saying that from the time they, they announce it, to the release they try to keep it real short between six months to a year well you showed us two years ago so i don't know how accurate <laughs> that is but all in all he told mashable it's well into development that's good i'm in i like it i'm in i'm i'm in i'll buy it Let's show us something like come on man and people are so i i think e3 i think this year we're seeing it yeah, and in fact, about E3, you know, Sony pulled out of E3 this Crazy. year, and Nintendo's doubling down on E3, so I'll be interested to see how it goes. Isn't that so crazy? I I, I saw that, too, and I'm just thinking, well, after their strange, uh, like, experience that they had at the last one, I, I guess maybe it was a little mixed reviews on that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, and I assume that what will happen is Nintendo will still do their Nintendo direct style because it's worked so well. It's not a lot of money that that's the way to do it. We don't, you don't need a big thing. You don't need a live band. You don't need a Sony no. tent thing. That's stupid. You, what you need is just exactly what they did. And I think it's, it's worked for them. Nintendo directs are great. They'll do a Nindy before that they'll crush it. You know, they just announced like Reggie was talking, like they have now they, they put out a trailer that they have more than a thousand games on the Switch, but the number is actually over 1,300 games on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Can you believe That's that? That's crazy. It's I mean, crazy. every every week we're announcing like 30 new games, so. But they need some bangers, right? Yeah. There's no bangers that we know. Like, there, there'll be an Animal Crossing. We know Yoshi's coming, but, you know, it's not the bangers that, so. And, and I don't know if Metroid is, you know, it could be that they do a Metroid and then they're like a new Zelda mm-hmm. 2020, you know, or something like that. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited uh, for it. I but, think, you know, they, like you said, yeah. they've been hitting it out of the park. So I think it'll yeah. be, I think we're going to see some, some big stuff this year at E3. Yeah. Reggie continues to talk to even more people <laughs> and uh, back on the Kotaku train. This is a phenomenal read, which you, well, he, 
he mentioned quite a bit about the Nintendo Online, about the DLC, which we've talked about. Um, he also talked about the streaming service um, that is in Japan and why we don't have it in the States. He says our infrastructure isn't quite as good, which is a totally true statement. My Internet at home is nothing compared to some of the other buildings I've lived in. So it's really hit or miss. Uh, but he's really hoping to expand that. He talked a little bit more on the 3DS uh, and they're you know, doubling down on investment just to you know, long term, which is cool. But they also hinted a little bit about the N64 Classic Mini. Mm. Mm. Now, it is not currently on their horizon. So all those rumors, all those things, Michael, nay. But, but rumors, um, they have to be true. The rumors that have to be true. There was a, you know, an N64 controller trademark that was approved. So obviously <laughs> has to be there. But they said, you know, he said, you know, we are clear that uh, on the first two classics that these were limited time opportunities, although there's tons inside the target that I was just at. So get those if you want. And that was kind of like they're coming to the conclusion of the Wii U and, you know, people want to get some stuff. And it's obviously was very strategic holiday, holiday timing and just, you know, people want this and they'll sell out again. So they said, you know, um, you know, they'll do more kind of when it comes. They're really doubling down on their subscription service. But, you know, don't ever rule it out. You know, um, it can be something certainly that's not on their pl planning horizon, but don't rule it out. And AKA what that means, it's totally going to happen at some point. My problem is I bet that they're trying to figure out with the N64 controller, which is one of the most problematic controllers in video game history for Nintendo, at least how to get that joy, the little solo analog stick, not to, you know, destroy people's hands. Yeah. That's my, my assumption. Yeah, I I would be yeah. interested if this happens. I wonder if I wonder it's a big if, controller too. It's a big controller. Well, I'm wondering, right? I mean, if we're talking about the the service that we were just mentioned with, like NES, I know they're focusing on the the classic titles, but you know, in theory, they could start pushing it into N64 games at some point as well. Like, wouldn't you want to, as a company, maybe make that switch and just say, you know what, this is going to force people to want the switch and want that service because now we're starting to offer these games there. I wonder if this like yeah. cannibalizes Switch and that service for anybody that wants just classic games or I feel like you could start to make that, you know, the NES and the, and the Super were kind of like these one-offs. They were just sort of fun. Hey, that really did well. Let's make another one. Oh my goodness, that's doing great too. But now you have a Switch. And you have this thing that people can bring with them anywhere they want. You already started the bedrock of a service that's offering those games. Why not just start like expanding on that? And really that, you know, two weeks ago or whatever it was, we were talking about how it had an okay release, the launch of the online service. But if you started offering things like this, maybe ramp up, maybe you're getting five games a month or something, or you're really starting to get, like you said, some of those bangers from the classic console. Now you're adding real value. Now you're really mm -hmm. starting to make this thing appealing, not only for the service, but for the Switch and anybody that wanted these classic games. I mean, people would pay to use the Switch just if they want, if they had access to that stuff. So I'm curious mm -hmm. if they're saying, you know what, we had this in mind, but now we're changing our focus and we're going to make the Switch be the primary thing and the online service be the primary thing and not worry about this kind of cute sort of gimmicky system you know yeah i would be yeah. interested in yeah that. who knows what they're gonna do. yeah I, you know that's the thing is they don't want to 
jeopardize anything with the SNES classic and putting Star Fox two in there was cool. And it makes a lot of sense. And they're still small in general. And, yeah. I, you know, I think if you go to the N64 route, that's bigger packaging, it's bigger controllers, it's more plastic. Is that a hundred dollars? Doesn't make a lot of sense. I sure. mean, I, well, really kind of see how the PlayStation one does. And, and in fact, when I was watching a lot of reviews for the PlayStation classic, um, you know, they said the problem is that a lot of these games are fun, but a lot of these games have been remade already. In fact, you know, a lot of the games for um, N64 got remade for 3DS, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you start to think about it, you're like, you know, NES and NES classic, NES specific titles that they hold up. Not all of them. We can clearly tell by the ones that we're getting for free. Not all those games hold up. Mm-hmm. SNES titles, that era, right? That era, the 32 bit era. 1632-bit era, uh, phenomenal. They really hold up. I think SNES games hold up amazing. And I would buy them over and over and over again and select NES titles, yes. But N64 titles, yes, they're great. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of those games have evolved and there's kind of better, fresher versions of them um, that are out, especially that have been remade fully into better graphics. So are you going to then support the classic you know untouched n64 version of ocarina of time or do you want the remastered version i probably want the remastered version to be honest with you absolutely so that's 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 the struggle with n64 classic to me is the 64-bit era and of n64 and, and playstation like they were good at the time but I don't know if I really want to go back all that much, to be honest with you. And I don't want to be tethered to my television. You know, I've already got this great device that allows me to play anywhere. I want to continue that. I don't want to be tethered to this little console. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got the first one. I got the NES Classic. I thought it was cute. It was wonderful. It was adorable. You know, the Switch hadn't come out. It was like this thing where... I have access to these games that I haven't been able to play in a long time. And I didn't necessarily love the experience of playing it. I didn't love having that controller back in my hands. I didn't love, like it felt kind of chunky, like the, the UI of the, um, of the actual classic, the actual trying to get to a game and play the game. Things weren't working sometimes when I was doing it. And it, it just wasn't a great experience. Now you throw that into the service I'm already paying for now. That's, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, well, let's move on, buddy, to the best sellers this week. Absolutely. I think there's going to be no surprise here, but the first and second place goes to Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, followed by Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. was shocked with that. Then we got in third place the pre purchase for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Diablo Eternal Collection. Then in fifth place, Still with this 97% off is Bouncy Bob. Then we have Super Mario Party, Undertale in seven, Moonlighter in eight, Hollow in nine, Civilization five, rounding out the top 10. Now, other games that made the top 30, new games, we have World of Final Fantasy Maxima in the 12th spot, Mercenary Wings, The False Phoenix in the 28th spot, and Rogue Legacy, 30th spot. Nice. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I can almost guarantee that these these download sales are going to match the in-person sale. And everyone was buying those bundles. Like, they, every single game was with that Pokeball bundle. I mean, 
that's what I was seeing just nonstop. So I'm very excited to see this game really take off. And in fact, you know, before we go into the new releases, I want to take some time because, you know, I know that you are waiting on me to buy it, Michael. I was. Yes, I am waiting on you to buy it. So I do have a very small update for you. Um, there is something that happens around December, which is the holiday gift giving season. Now, I um, tell my family, and my partners that this is the months, two months before is a time when I stop buying games mm-hmm. for myself because and I'll put it on my Christmas list or else they have nothing to buy me. So I did cancel all of my pre-orders for the rest of the year. And uh, Pokemon is now on my my wish list for the, for the Christmas season. And it remained on my wish list because the reviews for this game have actually been pretty phenomenal. I mean, it was the number three game on Twitch streaming, which was cool to see. And uh, the reviews have been really positive. I didn't know too, too much about the game before besides what we've seen. But watching the reviews brought me back to almost playing a really enhanced version of Blue and Red, which... It's in the same region. They they go through and they fix a lot of the issues with the TMs, for instance, or HMs um, that, that they had previously. And it looks really good. I know I wasn't sure, but as I was watching these reviews, the changes they made to put on TV, for instance, um, if you catch the same Pokemon over and over again, you get more you know, HP. You don't really have to spend a lot of time battling them. So grinding and leveling up your Pokemon is a lot faster And they also were saying what they like about it is if you don't want to catch a Pokemon, just don't run into it because they're free floating around. You have to run into it to initiate the battle for the catching. And they're like, oh, this is way better because maybe you just want to get from this city to that city. Well, you just, you know, go and you just avoid, you know, to have the random encounter. So uh, if any of our listeners have played it, tune in um, and give us a you know little message on on Twitter or hit us up on NintendoDispatch.com and that contact button. Let us know if you've been playing it or what you think. So, but yeah, I, I've heard good things. I've been following along. They say the game is it's really nice to come back to you know to experience it again. I am hearing mixed reviews about the actual Pokeball and sort of the the motion mechanic behind it all oh yeah people aren't loving that you know especially using the pokeball specifically because i guess the orientation is very hard to figure out so you know you're holding your joy con you know which way is forward and back and you side to side Mm -hmm. when you're holding the ball there's nothing like an indicator or a a way to hold it in a certain way that is allows you to know you know when you're trying to throw it forward or spin it or whatever so i think that's probably a a problem it does seem like the people using the pokeball are have mixed reviews on it but uh i'm, I'm interested to see more i'm still not sold on it i i like i said I, I know i'm in for the core game i don't know if i need this for me and it's not marketed for me you know it's it's meant to get those people that are introduced it to it in pokemon go and to get them to buy the next version so i i it's kind of a stepping stone and i i don't know if i miss or have that sort of longing to get back into like the old game that's enough to make me buy this i i just i'm not sold on i haven't seen anything that's like i gotta get it so i'm i'm excited to see what you think when you do get it um and you know and actually hopefully get the pokeball and the whole nine yards and you can fill us all in on it but the reviews in general seem very very positive yeah positive and they did say that you can use just the main controllers to yeah kind of navigate but that was the other thing i did see that and that's disappointing because these are supposed to be 
you know, HD rumble sensor thingy, but you sing thingies on my controller <laughs> on my switch and I want it to work anyways. Well, let's get into some new games. If you're not playing, let's go Pokemon um, this week. You can pick up a few games, quite a few downloads. One uh, big banger that's coming out. I don't know why we keep using the word banger. A lot but, of bangers. Uh, a lot of bangers. Well, first off this week on the physical release on the 20th, you can get your favorite uh, two wheel racer with Moto Racer 4 coming out for $30. Um, on the 22nd, ATV Drift and Tricks, which is by the same exact company, but they added two more wheels on the vehicle. So if you like ATVs, <laughs> you got the ATVs. And if you want the moto ricers, like the motorcycles, um, you can go for it. Those are both $30 titles. You can send it. It looked okay. I don't know. It's, I've, these games have been out for a long time. You know, there's, you know, big kind of just freestyle and you can kind of go all over the place and racing and you can go on dirt or on asphalt. Like you get to pick your adventure, right? It's like, ooh, wow. So if you're <laughs> into that stuff, that's cool, I guess. And it's funny if you're because into this, yeah, you're gonna get these games. You're it's, gonna get that, these games. That's a market. It's like a fishing yeah. game, right? Like if you like yeah. those kind of games, you're you're gonna get it. You're good. Yeah. And uh, the other thing to mention here, you're not gonna see this on the Nintendo website, but on GameStop, they somehow got the exclusive for some physical releases. So Bendy and the Ink Machine. Uh, which is a really cool game uh, digitally is coming out physically for $30 and also a uh, hunting simulator and farming simulator bundle two in one pack for $80, Michael GameStop exclusive. You want your a farming sim and farming sim bundle bundle two games in one. Wow. That, that's quite the, the bundle. I, <laughs> it seems like a weird, a weird combination, but Hey, whatever yeah. works, right? Yeah, I, I mean, once you're done farming, you go out hunting, right? That's how it works. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Or maybe yeah. maybe they just think farmers are hunters. So we're just gonna throw this together for both of them. Best of both. Slap them in there. Yeah, yeah, slap them in there. So yeah. we have a few more digital downloads this this week. Starting off November twentieth, we have Storm Boy for six dollars. Then Warframe finally comes out for free, so everybody can jump in on that. Then there's YouTubers Life. Oh my God edition. It actually says OMG edition. Excuse me. I, I want to use the right terminology. YouTubers life. OMG edition for $30. Then wow. on the 21st, we have desktop soccer. And then on the 22nd, we have adventures of Burt rim fiddle episode two, a bleaker predicament, which I think that's a fun name. Fun word. Uh, battery jam for 15. BB and Tina Adventures with Horses for $30. Wow. I don't know what's with these horse games. Like, this is like the second or third horse game, too. BB Blocksburg Big Broom Race 3, also for $30. Why? Then we have a Wii game coming out. <laughs> Why? Crush in yeah. Don't you want a big broom race three? There's there's two others already. Jeez. Then on the Wii, we have Crush Insects. Oh, this game looks great. Have you yeah, seen this? It does look really good. All, all, all it is, all these ants are coming across, and it says, crush all the ants with your fingers or stylus. Don't let them get to your fruits. Reach to, reach to the centipede and destroy it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is wow. amazing. That's oh. awesome. Then we have Gem Crash for $6. Hold on. Hold on. This game, the Crush Insects, is rated T for teen, blood oh, and violence. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing you don't want anybody getting the wrong idea with that game i want to buy it now I you should buy you it. should get it 
Then we have Japanese rail sim 3D, five types of trains. This is a 3DS game for $20. Perfect. I'm in. Yeah. Misplosion Man for $15. Nidhogg 2 for $15. Panda Hero for $30. Party Hard for $15. Please don't touch anything for $10. I like that. Please don't buy this game. That's Yeah, please don't. Steamberg for $5. Waku Waku Sweets for $40. Word Sudoku by Paugi for $8. And Zeus Quests Remastered for $9. Now, we'll go back up as we always do. What what stands out to you? Well, I have to say. Aside from Crush Insects. Crush insects was you know it's a perfect it's a perfect title because it's exactly what you do in the game, but I am very upset at whatever is happening in the eShop this week because a lot of these games you mentioned thirty dollars thirty dollars forty dollars this Panda Heroes this Waku Waku Suites like these games look miserable like this Panda Hero looks like a Mario Brothers ripoff oh so much. They're trying to sell it for $30, and there's two of these companies, this Triva Entertainment and Sonic Power. These are the two that are putting out these games like Sweet Waka Waka Sweets and all and whatnot, and these games look just sub, let's just say subpar, okay? They're like Flash and games. That's what they, they remind fl- me yeah. of. Exactly. It's upsetting to me because, yes, we have a, a, a 1,300 games, but... You know, if these games are five dollars, all right, I get it. Whatever, ten dollars, but thirty dollars, forty dollars, inappropriate. Okay, it's inappropriate. I agree, Michael. But very. This upset. is why we need a rating system in the eShop. Like, stop messing around with the search and that stuff. Even though people do want that, we need a rating system so that games like this aren't even allowed to be seen because everybody votes them down. You know, Panda Hero. Th- these games are. Like you said, $5 games, they should not be getting any, they shouldn't even be noticed or showing up on any sort of searches. And if they do, people should be able to say, hey, I bought this for my kid. It was a terrible game. You know, the just yeah. poor quality. It's not worth the money. Oh, yeah. And we need some sort of return policy too, because I think people are going to get sucked into these. Kids are going to download them and then terrible. Like this YouTubers. Well, why is that $30? I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, anyways. What am I excited for? I'll tell you. I'm super excited for Warframe. Um, Me too. Been waiting for forever. Going to get on that. It's free. Why not? I uh, already uninstalled Brawlhalla, so I'm ready for another free game. Uh, let's do <laughs> it. Um, I'm pretty excited. You know, there, there's some cool games in here. I will say. I know I'm a little bit upset, but uh, Miss Splosion Man, uh, which is the sequel to Splosion Man, uh, is a game where you blow up yourself. Um, and Miss Splosion Man was uh, much better. A lot of you know, reviews have gone in for the Splosion Man universe. These used to be Xbox exclusive, so it's pretty cool that we're getting them on the Switch. So it's a pretty cool platformer. Uh, I remember playing Splosion Man on my Xbox, I'm pretty sure, a long, long time ago. Um, I also saw this Nidhogg 2. Did you look at this game at all? Yeah, a little bit. I don't understand the game, but it looks phenomenal. Uh, it It's a 1v1 where you have crazy weapons, like katanas and and bows and things. And um, the arts look really cool. It's this weird hybrid 16-bit thing. Uh, and the 
the game at some point, like this big, huge worm thing, like comes and eats you or something. I don't understand, but it looks cool and it has online play, which I wanted to point out because a lot of the games that we're seeing are couch co-op and this game has online play and to play, which is great for me because I don't have any friends that I can play games with. So this might be a game when it goes on sale, I might pick up. So yeah. I like it. I'm I'm personally I like there's a bunch of stuff on this that I think looks interesting this week when I was going down through the list. I mean, none of the $30. It's funny though. Anything that I'm interested in is cheaper than the $30 Panda Heroes and the junk that's on there. Yeah. Um, Warframe, as we mentioned, is free. And that's anybody that hasn't played it. I personally have never played any Warframe games, but apparently it's an action multiplayer role playing type game and you control these like suits i guess they are called your warframe and they have different power-ups and different things and that's where the the money comes into play because you're making those microtransactions to kind of beef up your outfit as mm. from what i gather um but i'm, I'm super interested in it it looks ama- like amazing uh i think panic button did this one as well and just it looks like they just hit it out of the park again because it it the from from the trailer it looks just beautiful then there's a cheap little game called desktop soccer it's seven dollars and eleven cents it just looks super super cute when i was watching like you're playing like these little blocky type characters on different desktops and there's you know on one of them there's like a a, a, like it's almost like a coffee table so there's like this tablecloth and cakes and things are falling down while you're trying to play this soccer game and make goals it just looks super cute and i I actually might pick that one up kind of interested in it then there was this other one called adventures of burdom fiddle episode two the blah 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 real Mm -hmm. long apparently there was an episode one i would probably start there but i like the the tone of it it's sort of an animated puzzle game uh reminds me of a lot of uh professor layton if Mm -hmm. anybody's ever played like that mystery type game kind of has that feel to it and and it says that quote it's the greatest comedy murder mystery adventure set in Victorian London you'll ever play. <laughs> and then it also went on to say that it was eighty five percent historically inaccurate. So I kind of <laughs> liked it. the tone of it. It's just kind of funny, um, and just seems like it could be a really really fun little game. The other one that I most likely will be getting is Party Hard for $15. I love the idea of this where essentially it says that it's 3 a.m. Your neighbors have, have have been having a loud party. Stop them. Party Hard is Tiny Build's award-winning stealth strategy game about ruining parties for any by any means. And you are this person that's just upset your neighbors are having a good time. So you sneak over and basically kill everybody in various ways. Like, so you'll be out in the yard, you'll start a lawnmower and it just goes running through the wall and runs over people. And it's like a puzzle game because you have to figure out all the different ways of taking out everybody. Um, Looks hysterical. I love the idea of it. So I'm going to get that one. And then the last one I'm going to get is Steamberg. It apparently it was a mobile game. It, it, mm. it it's award winning, um, and it, 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 I guess it won like the best upcoming game from the IMGA, which is the International Mobile Gaming Awards. And this was in March of 2017. And it's sort of an it's an isometric view, and you're just playing as this character that's kind of trying to stop these robots that are following you around. But you don't have weapons. You have to kind of use the environment to 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 get rid of them so it's kind of got this puzzle slash adventure element to it uh, apparently it's fully voiced and, and the art style is beautiful so for five bucks i think i have to pick that one up and try it too just a lot oh, of yeah. really interesting titles this week yeah pretty good overall i'm i'm definitely not mad at it you know what i mean and 
when I start to look through a lot of the titles, there, there's some pretty good ones besides these $30 overpriced shenanigans. I'm very well, upset Well, that's what about. I'm saying. Like Ste- Steamberg for five bucks or Party Hard for 50. Like there's interesting games out there that these p- developers and these people are putting out for five, 10, $15. And then you have this turd Panda Hero for 30 that are ripping people off. And that's, again, reviews. We need a way to review this stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. I agree. Let's get to everybody's favorite part of the show. What you playing? What you playing? Well, Michael, I'm playing some games. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I took some time uh, the last few weeks since we recorded. I've been actually live streaming a little bit on Twitch. I'll put uh, uh, one of my links in the show notes. But the first one is I've been playing a whole lot more of Skyforce Anniversary. I talked about it a little bit. Uh, last week, this is a vertical or horizontal vertical scroller shmup. Uh, and, uh, this game, while it is the anniversary, 10 year anniversary, the game's actually been out for like 13 years, but, uh, this game is just so flipping good. Uh, the more and more I play it, the more I get deeper into the unlocks and the upgrades of your plane. Uh, every weekend they have a tournament mode that you can get into, Um, and what's very intriguing is that when it starts out, you are progressing through your levels and you're trying to get awards, uh, like tokens. So you're trying to destroy so many enemies and, and rescue all the little people that you need to pick up and stay untouched. But after you get on all four of them, which is kind of complicated, you unlock a hard mode and then an insane mode, and you can get more of these medals that are getting you to the new stages. So I've been playing a crap ton. Uh, and I just got to the fifth level of nine, I believe there is, there might be bonus. I'm not positive, but this one's really cool because you start off the level and your ship, um, gets hit with an EMP and you can't fire any weapons the entirety. So you have to dip and dodge and pick up all of these, uh, people and medals and things to get to the end. And it's super hard. It's really crazy, but it's really fun. Like I'm having a real good time. Uh, nice. with this game yeah very good um uh, if you are looking for a shmup uh, this game ten dollars is is good it's really good i really nice like it i was on a twitch live stream a week a little bit over a week and a half ago after we talked i and people were really really enjoying it which is cool and the other one i did uh if you remember i picked up some games from best buy i ended up returning a bunch of games but i kept one because I'm impulse buy and I need to stop it. So I need to stop buying stuff when it's on sale. Oh, this is a good deal. I'm buying it. But I we had played the demo for Yoku's Island Express. You played the demo, correct? I did. I picked up this game physically, a physical release of it because it was on sale for like 10 or 15 bucks on Best Buy. And I did a live stream last night, which is what we record on Sunday. So on Saturday, and I played for about an hour and a half. And I love it. This game is phenomenal. It's so good. The art style the gameplay is super good the more i was concerned that the gameplay of being pinball would be gimmicky but the more mm. you play you kind of get upgrades and and all these things which is really fun uh and there was a, another streamer that joined my channel to comment on it because i was learning and apparently there's a huge and by huge i mean there's a a community around this game um that are doing speed runs of it and the guy, guy or girl was telling me that a normal run of the game, if, you, if you're going for 100%, maybe it's like 10 hours to get all the things. If you just want to go to completion, maybe five to seven hours. He's like, but we are able to speed run in under 10 minutes. 
What? <laughs> Just cr- some crazy glitch to get through something. Uh, but apparently there's a whole speed run community around Yoku's Island Express. Who would have thought? Which is banana so i've been trying to look it up on on twitch but uh that just interested me i was really intrigued by this little game uh in it and, and people were really enjoying me watching it so and play it or whatever so that's pretty cool i'm gonna keep playing that um it's it's a game that i enjoyed the demo and it's fun past the demo so there you go that's awesome yeah. i think maybe that would be one of our uh one of our bonus rounds we can actually I bet you there's a lot of people that listen that would maybe be interested in how you have your setup and how you do your streaming. Mm-hmm, maybe yeah. we can get into that because obviously with the with the switch, it's a little bit, you know, because you're thinking mobile, you don't really think about streaming with it sometimes. So I think it would be cool to kind of have you walk us through and explain all that stuff. Yeah, it's all uh, right. It's, yeah. And as far as for me, I haven't really gotten a lot to play this week. Um, I will say, though, that I have been playing pretty much Every single day, with actually for sure every single day, I am on the last chapter of Dragalia Lost. Wow. So the story is almost done. Um, obviously, the game doesn't end there because they've already made an announcement that um, we will be getting another chapter, I think, the end of this month, maybe next month. So that's kind of cool. There's a bunch of events that have gone on. There's one going on currently. So you know, there's always a reason to keep playing it. There's always a reason to keep working on your on your team, but, um, it's just, it's always in my hand, right? It's always yeah. accessible. It's always something I have with me. So I've been playing that a lot and it's actually gotten me interested in sort of that genre. So I've always been looking into other games too. So I'm, I'm starting to, I'm really enjoying, it. I really enjoy the way Nintendo and Sega has put this game together and looking forward to see what they do with it. Um, beyond that, I've played a little bit more of Tricky Towers. I'm really mm. starting to enjoy that a lot. I, I switched from the Halloween blocks to the Christmas blocks. Ooh. So now there's little Christmas decorations on my Tetris blocks as they fall down. And there's it's funny because you'll you'll connect the blocks and then there's like a string of Christmas lights that they're like blinking. And it's just it's the cutest little game. They did an amazing job with this game. The more I play it, the more I'm loving it. Um I started playing online. That was a blast and you're just like racing these people and when you're racing and you hit that check mark and you get them with one of the like the counter spells to kind of screw them up and you see their whole tower go crashing over. It's such a satisfying fun experience. So uh primarily those are my games that's what i've been playing this week nice pretty cool i mean you got really far in dragalia loss that's pretty cool i need to hop back into it it's been a it's been a while up and down i'm, I'm hard yeah that's a problem me you gotta you gotta rope me in and suck me in there also never never play through it but uh i did enjoy it <laughs> I, I do play it from time to time but i've had some ups and downs at the office this week so yeah that's it oh man i'm excited there's a good week some good games coming out while well, Hope that everyone enjoyed it. Thanks, Michael, as always, for uh, breaking down the latest stuff. I really appreciate it. And of course, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Go ahead and just you know tell them all about Nintendo Dispatch. Have them, head them over to uh, NintendoDispatch.com. You can, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, this has been another Nintendo Dispatch.